There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is the Hip Hop Save My Life podcast. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Let's sit back because it's time for the podcast. Hello and welcome to Hip Hop Save My Life. Uh, I'm in Albania. Uh, it's alright, just doing some filming here. I hope you're well. I'm very excited to present to you this episode of Hip Hop Save My Life because this is the live episode that we recorded at the Moth Club uh, with our special guest Ty, UK hip hop legend. Martin Too Smooth came down and did a hip hop set beforehand and DJ Yoda did an amazing set to play us out. Um, if you didn't come, you missed out, man. It was wicked. Um, Thank you so much to everyone who came. There were a couple of guys from Buxton who came down. There's a couple of guys from Wales who came. Uh, it was a wicked night. We're definitely going to do more. I say definitely, we're yet to actually plan or decide when that's going to happen. But we are intending to. So um, look out for that. In the meantime, uh, oh yeah, what was I going to say? People got to see what Rumash looks like, which was, well, I think it was a surprise. But um, he was great. Everyone was great. Fucking, I watched a terrible intro. Anyway. Enjoy Hip Hop Save My Life. Look out for details of more live events. Thank you for everyone that came down. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are ready for the start of the show, I need to hear you scream. Please welcome the host of the show, the baddest Asian sensation. He goes by the name of Ramesh Ranganathan. This is way too much fucking fanfare, man. Uh, it's, it's insane. Thank you so much. Can you give it up, ladies and gentlemen, for Mind Too Smooth? Uh, welcome to Hip Hop Save My Life. Uh, it's good, isn't it? The little name switch and that. So how many people actually listen to the podcast? Sweet. So it, it, look, we know it's shit. Like, like... I just want you to know that we do know it's shit and we're just sort of muddling along. And this, we don't even know if this will be good tonight, do you know what I mean? So it's just a matter of let's just fucking see what happens. Do you know what I mean? There'll be no refunds. Do you know what I mean? Because I'll be honest with you, for the first year, we're running at a loss. Are there any, are there any uh, pricks in here that put a shitty... If anybody in here put a shit iTunes review on the podcast... I'm going to start off the show by bringing you up in, sparking you out. All right, that's what we're going to do. Uh, no, I'm joking. Um, but, um, so, basically, let me explain how it's going to work. So, uh, we're going to... Do you know who our guest is, though? Yeah, it's Ty. How excited is that? Sorry, I said that with such little <laughs> drama, and I should do it again. Do you know who our special guest is? 
Our special guest is only fucking Ty. Sweet. Yes. Fucking drop a bomb on that one. <laughs> Bang those cell block doors. Yes. Bang another bomb for the man then. Yes. One more for the people. Yes! Oh my God, it's going to be hype and shit. Now, uh, so that's what's going to happen. It's going to be fun, and if it's good, we'll do it again. And if it's shit, we won't. Um, but it, I think it's going to be fun, man. Uh, so um, I've talked about sort of the main kind of rudiments of what's going to happen, but I haven't really talked about the fucking real deal, the people's champion. Uh, there is a man who is on the podcast, who, who is one of my very dearest friends, and he's like a fucking legend. Regularly on the podcast, contributes so little. Ladies and gentlemen, yes, drop a bomb for Rumash. Ladies and gentlemen, please could you welcome to the stage the one, the only, Less yeah. bombs, Martin. Uh, do you regret that entrance music? Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, um, is this how you expected Rumage to look? <laughs> go on, go on. What? This isn't funny for me. Ugh, I want to go. Maybe a little, a little poll. Ask, ask the audience. Did it, who thought, who thought, well, first of all, who thought that he was going to look like that by a show of hands? Like what? Like, this, like you. <laughs> who thought he was going to look like that? Charlie, my who girlfriend. Thought, who thought Rumage was an Asian dude? <laughs> Martin, easy on the bombs. Fuck it up. I feel like I'm sitting. Uh, the I'm supposed to be sitting there. Yeah, we need to swap. Yeah, shall we? We'll do it in a bit. Um, so, uh, are you excited? Uh, how are you, Rumach? I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. How's mm. life treating you? Good. Yeah. Yeah. How's it? How's it feel to be sort of giving up your identity now, man? Uh, it is very exposing. I don't know how you do this yeah. every day. Well, I don't do it every day. No, we no, do it like don't. once no. every couple of months or whenever we've got free time. Um, uh, uh, does um, does anybody have any questions? Do you want to? I'll tell you oh, what, this no. is a good opportunity. No, because you've been like an enigma. I've yeah. been exposing myself, not exposing myself, but I've been like. He does. I've, Every put, time myself we out, I've it. put myself out there. People know, yeah. you know, that I'm doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But people, you've had like a secret identity. Has anybody yeah. got any questions for Rumage? The, the diet going? Pardon? The diet? The diet? Oh, Jesus. Do you know yet. what? Listen, you've got to give that some context, mate, because. <laughs> Like, you got to explain that shit because you can't just go, how's the diet going, you fat wanker? <laughs> so, basically. <laughs> fat prick, eat less, you prick. That's my question. Now that he's finally come out on stage, let's fucking humiliate him. Yeah. 
and I'm loving it. Yeah, so basically, let me uh, give some uh, context to that. For those of you that have listened to the last couple, uh, basically, I went to the doctors and... um, All right, mate, fucking hell. (laughs) You guys are laughing at some next-level shit, man. Uh, So what happened was, I went to the doctors and uh, I had to have a full medical and they took my blood pressure and they said, your blood pressure is slightly too high, right? And I said, okay, what can I do about that? And then she just went, well, you know. Yeah, exercise, thank you. Is that the the same guy? Pardon? Is that the same guy? No, it was a woman. It was a woman. So basically, I'm a beast. So so I have since gone on a diet and been doing exercise. And Rumad, you said that you were going to... Well, I'm getting married. So I thought... Yeah. uh, Here's... uh, Are we allowed to... Hmm? Is it... July 28th. Uh, after party here. Whereabouts? Here. Hackney Town Hall. Okay, c- can we get rid but of anyway, that guy? Yeah. Can we just get him out? I feel like he's... I, I think banter's one thing, but you're fucking creepy, mate. He's writing it all, he's writing it all down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Finally seen him. He's as hot as I hoped he'd be. <laughs> 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 now I just got to find out if I can kill his wife. <laughs> I'm married. Uh, any other questions for Rumaj? Yeah, sorry, he's not married yet. He's not married yet. Any other questions? No. Okay, cool. cool. Let's get on with it. Shall we get on with it? Well, unless you want to talk about anything else. Uh, okay, I do want to because basically we've done this. Po- How long have we done this podcast for? Just over two years. Just over two years, but the first year we only did two episodes. Yeah. Right. So, but um, on my laptop. <laughs> yeah. Look at um, us now. But we don't know what are the good ones and what the bad ones are. Yeah. So what are the bed, what are the, has anyone got a favourite one? Frankie Boyle. Catherine right? oh. yeah. Ryan. Okay, this is a mistake. Because yeah. um, first of all, you're naming comedians. I don't want to hear about other comedians you like. <laughs> Fuck them. Friction, I didn't mind. I didn't mind you shouting out Friction. That was good. Doc Brown, yeah. Ocean Wisdom, sweet. Okay. Scroobius Pip. Okay, so basically what I'm getting a vibe here, people like... Five I've, minutes. We're essentially playing a game of name the episodes. So, <laughs> uh, so. Can you guess how many listens we've had for every episode? Just a can game. I guess? Yeah, the, the audience. So oh, can you... Game. Do we know? I don't no, know. I don't know. So what the fuck... Fuck <laughs> it. Okay. Just taking you down a cul-de-sac. Well, okay. It's your night. Come on then. How many listeners do you think we get? Yeah. Too many? <laughs> it didn't go as well as you hoped, mate, that one, did it? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking podcasting while getting heckled is the shittest thing ever. Uh, all right, sweet. Should we get on with it then? We've got yeah. to swap seats. We swap seats. All right. You take the centre stage. Okay, fine. I'll just no, be but in the shadows. No, we can stay there if you no, want. No, no, no. I want, I want to mm. move. <laughs> play some music, Martin. Yeah, Martin... Mark, can you play some, like, changing seat music? Quicker. <laughs> cut it. Okay, cut it. Sweet. Uh, okay, uh, so... Um, oh, sorry, yeah. Uh, so, basically, ladies and gentlemen, I'm very, very excited because we're about to introduce our guest for our first... Hip hop saved my life. Life. Uh, a UK hip hop legend. Uh, please, can you go wild and crazy for time? Woo! This 
This is the bit where we introduce our guest. Uh, yeah, how you doing? I'm really good. Yeah? This is amazing. Thank you for everyone for welcoming me and making me feel wow. Martin, this sounds sarcastic. <laughs> just, it starts Ooh. to fucking lose effect after a while, man. Keep it going. Hold on, let me just try and make it sinister. You mess with us, we kill you infidels! Okay, you got that's when. That's you when told you're me supposed to. Off to no, it. but that's when you're supposed. I'm fucking teeing you up for it. No, too late. Fuck off. It's too late, mate. Absolutely fucked it up. No, forget it. That would have been so good. Well, Martin, what other sound effects you got? Yeah, what have you got, man? Just I've run a array of sound effects. Okay, go on. You heard you've that done one. That. You've done that. Oh, that's. I think I want to say the last one. What is it? When do you use the last one? Oh, I haven't used it yet. No. Just... no. <laughs> That's about right. <laughs> okay, what is it? What is that like? Can I hear that one more time? I want to okay. say Bilbo Baggins. I guess if you've got like some sort of urban music related Hobbit incident or something, you'd smash that out. It's good. Ty, how are you, mate? I'm really good. I'm yeah. really good. I'm, yeah. How's I'm, life treating you? It's, this last month has been amazing. It's Why? Been really, What's happened? Uh, um, because now that the album information has come out and songs yeah. are coming out, people are responding and it's just crazy. Like when you work on a project for so long in secret in a cave and then it's, you just get a bit of light and then everyone's kind of rushes towards you. It's a little bit, I'll be honest, I get on stages all the time. Yeah. This is mad yeah. intimidating. Yes, yeah. because normally you get on stage and you're like, hey, what's going on? Huh, huh? But I'm actually like, damn. Yeah. I can see every single eyelid. Yeah. It's really funny because like when, when Martin was doing like the hyping up thing, we heard him upstairs going, are you ready for fucking hip hop save my life? Are you ready for like a quiet sit down chat? Just coming up soon, man. It's going to be fucking off the charts. Three guys going to sit down and just chat about shit quietly. It's going to be fucking off the Richter. Drop a bomb on that one. Yes! <laughs> I want you to just follow me around, man. So, not at the airport, though. That'd be fucking. So, you're just, your, your album comes out, your new album comes out 2nd uh, of March? 2nd of March, yeah. And uh, do you get nervous? Are you nervous? I mean, I, you're totally, excited about it, right? Totally nervous. Yeah. So, like, you know, hope, I hope I don't bore you guys, but um, when no, you, don't worry, they got when you like patience. when you make an album, it's like you know, it's like you basically create a child, and this month now is pretty much you're in labor. The baby's about to come out, and you want it to come out healthy. You want your wife to come out alive, and you know who is the, who is the, the wife in this scenario? <laughs> the is it like the the production factory that's sort of shitting out the record? Who is, not? Yeah, the wife is. Pretty much jazz refresh the label, yeah. Right, the label. Okay. Because I, I don't want them to turn around and be like, that's it, fuck Who, it. We're not putting the... out another thing with you. We just <laughs> lost money. So yeah. it's just a load of things. And, it, and, and I, when I do a record, I'm walking down the street, literally like, I feel like a feather could knock me over. 
Right. I don't mean to be... That's how I feel because you haven't yet put the thing out and you you know, you know don't know what the response is and you've been working on it every day. Your, your house is untidy because of it. Yeah. I mean, people don't come to your house because of it. You, 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 your mum's not talking to you because of it. Like, yeah. yeah. So... Um, there's something about just, you know, because I put my life and soul into, into a record. I don't just rap over beats. So when I deliver it and it goes and, and it's out there, it's like there's a little bit of, there's a space between, oh, oh, is this good? I thought it was good. Is it good? I hope it's good. And we was talking about this earlier about when you go to do, play a, an event where the crowd isn't hype or doesn't enjoy it. And as an entertainer, even if you get paid, you still want, that reaction, even if you do get paid or not, you want that reaction because you need it because we are selfish like that. We're like, I need to, what's up people? It was. Oh! Martin. In the pocket. Need it. Yeah. We need it. I did, uh, I did a gig. Um, Here we go. <laughs> I did, uh, you know what? On the live shows, you're more of a prick. You know that? I've had four beers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I, uh, I did a gig, corporate gig, for, I shouldn't say who it is, but it was Suzuki. And anyway, I did the gig. So basically the guy, I turn up at the gig and the guy goes, it's going to be great. You're gonna have so I know normally corporate gigs are a nightmare, but this is going to be great, man. You're going to have such a great time. It's going to be incredible. And so he went out and he said to the crowd, I say crowd, it's like some like car Suzuki showroom managers, but there's still a crowd, isn't it? They're still people. Yeah. Anyway, so... He said, uh, I was, it's, it's going to be great. We're really excited. Please welcome Ramesh Nathan. And I performed to silence for 20, 25 minutes. So I, you've got to do your time because you've got to get the money. Yeah. Right? I don't want to fuck me on that. So, so I did the time. And then as I walked off, um, we sort of, uh, we went the wrong way off the stage. And then as we were walking up, I sort of walked into where the audience were coming out and heard one of them go, I mean, he was just fucking shit, wasn't he? And then... <laughs> sort of looked me in the eye and then we both realised what had happened and then we just both sort of ran away. It's the worst. It's absolutely the worst, man. It's a horrible, yeah. horrible feeling. Well, I'm used to it, though. Why, do a lot of Suzuki gigs? Empty gigs. <laughs> <laughs> no, doing empty gigs. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, you know, you tour and then you turn up and there's 10 people there and you're in Germany and it's like, okay, not doing well here. Do you ever, have you, do you pull the show or do you still do it? Nah, I do it. You do it? Whether it's eight or 8,000, I'm doing the show. I'm yeah. jumping up and down like it's the greatest thing on earth. Oh my goodness! Ah! <laughs> because the truth of it is, I'm still amazed that someone paid for my flight. Right. And the hotel. Yeah. And dinner before the gig. So I'm, do I'm performing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing it. <laughs> um, and you were saying, like, when we were chatting before this, that mm. the response that you get now is different to the response you got. Because you've been doing it for what? Best part of 20 years now, right? Over. Right. So you so now the idea that UK hip hop would be seen as like a poor second cousin or something is it seems silly because the yeah. UK scene is thriving so much. It's thriving. But back in the day, yeah. you didn't have that, right? Like we you, we had uh, we used to get on stage and perform at concerts where the English audience was more interested in the American artists. So as soon as you get on stage it'd just be like Yeah why is one of us on stage? You're not American. You're not Biggie Smalls. And it would just be that sort of vibe. So what I had to learn is you had 
10 seconds to get on stage and look confident for people to be like, oh, oh, maybe he is good. And so sometimes you have to walk into every environment in the same way. It's like uh, you jump in and you're on. And unfortunately, that's not because I feel that way, but because we've actually done so many shit gigs where the audience is like, huh? I don't know you. Why? You're not American. And then you have to kind of show them that, oh my God, maybe, oh, maybe, maybe he, maybe he good, maybe. And then from then it just gets interesting. So I had no idea my dad came to see you, man. Yeah. <laughs> he did. <laughs> he did. That's fucking mad. <laughs> um, so, uh, so I, I, we were saying before, like you turn up to all of the, you, I reckon, I don't think there was a gig I went to during like there's a 15 year period where every gig you were at, right? Right. It was in the audience. And as uh, as a comedian, I turn up to other comedians' gigs to see how shit they are. Do you know what I mean? And and if they're good, it pisses me off. So so you're in a situation where you're going to hip hop gigs as an artist yourself. What's that experience like? Um, it's interesting because I when I go to hip hop gigs, I'm going as a fan. So I'm going as a participant of hip hop culture. So I'm not booked to perform, but I'm still coming excited to see whoever it is performing. But then the side of it is you're going to get people coming up to you like, so when's the album coming? Uh, your last song wasn't that good. Somebody uh, said that to you? Yeah. Someone said to, someone said to me, the only reason I bought that Roots Maneuver song with you is because Roots Maneuver was on it. And I was like, oh, oh. And I felt like telling him, well, did you know I remixed the actual song that you like? I did the music. No, no. So I just thought, you know, you just leave it. I'm sorry. Because yeah. as an artist, you have to allow, as an artist, you have to allow for people to, like, once you put a record out, people are going to feel entitled to, oh, they want to come and tell you something or they want to say something. And I can't be in some sort of Brixton mode of like, what? What'd you say? I have to be like, yo, this is it. This is, this is my job. Our job is up for criticism. Anything I do is up for criticism. So... I've had to teach some of like the younger artists that are coming from my kind of background that are a little bit like, don't know how to act. I'm like, bro, when you make a record, you don't own people's opinions. They have to tell, they tell you what they like. If they like it, they like it. If they don't like it, they're gonna come up to you and pull your coat. You've got to, if they wanna interrupt you while you're having dinner with your missus, you've got to deal with it. And that's happens. Yeah, I. Uh, it's, it's feeling so sad. Like I feel like I'm. No, it's good. It's you, good you're to good, open you're right? I guess I've. All right. Cool. No, this, I've what, this, this is what these guys have come in for. This I what guess these, I've got. Don't this. worry about this scum, mate. They'll they'll get whatever they're served. Uh, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. That was a joke. That was a joke. They're fucking gonna turn. Ramesh, yes. Now that I've been exposed, have I got all this coming? Well, that nobody's gonna approach no. you, dude. <laughs> okay. Just go and see. You can go and sit in there. Okay. <laughs> okay. So if you've listened to the podcast. Uh, you'll know that we have little stings in and little beds underneath. Now, those are normally added after we record, obviously, added I... after we record the podcast. But today, because we're doing a live one, we're going to try and replicate this experience live. Okay? So it's very exciting. Good luck. Martin, you're bang up for it, aren't you? Drop a bomb on that one. Oh, it's got diminishing it's returns, doesn't it? Anyway, <laughs> so we are now going to ask Ty how he got into hip-hop. Wow. Okay. One Hold on, second. hold on. Wait, 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 wait. There's a little bit that you like to call. How did you get into hip hop? Smooth. <laughs> <laughs> Again? Oh, I think that's gonna work, Rubach. I don't think even. I don't think they noticed. Let's ask the audience. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much, Saki prick. Yeah. But, 
Uh, <laughs> thank you, Martin. Okay, Ty, go on, tell us. How'd you get into hip-hop? So I got into hip-hop by... Um, I was in primary school and I was playing the xylophone. And that's how we all get into it, mate. That's yeah. it. It's, very, that's it's it. a very common next story. Thing, yeah, the thing. old, the old xylophone entry. Yeah, this I know it. that. Yeah. <laughs> and um, there was a school concert, and I was kind of looking forward to having my moment of like, yeah, do my solo, play my thing. Whoa, 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 whoa. And then my three friends, well, three classmates, I didn't know what they were doing, and it was their moment to shine. And they were body popping to Electric Boogaloo and it totally ruined my night. <laughs> but I was fascinated because they were body popping and I was just like, I, I still have the image of them body popping from eight years old now. Like I can still see it. And that, after that moment, I was, I was, I was absolutely transfixed. I, I, I had to find it, I had to look for it. I used to listen to a show by Mike Allen. Anyone heard of that? No? Oh, it's that moment where it drops. <laughs> Drop a bomb on that. So, it's a so, really sad bomb. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 like, oh, nobody's so, heard yeah, of any yeah. of the references. That, so. was, that was kind of the intro. <laughs> and then I, I started. And actually. Hold on, did you play the xylophone now? No, I, I, no. Played, I played it. Yeah. How did it go down? It didn't go down at all. Why? What My happens? heart wasn't in it. I felt yeah. like I. You the discovered hip hop. Fuck a xylophone, yeah. bro. Are you shitting me with this xylophone shit? <laughs> So it just wasn't happening. Just I wasn't... reckon that's the first time we said the word xylophone on this podcast. I can confirm it is the first time. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're not going for it. Fuck no, you. Not at all. Um, so, you, so that's how you got into hip hop. That's how I started. And then what, how did watching some kids dance into electric boogaloo turn into you being into it? Like what, what, what was the so next thing? What happened then is I saw hip hop again on John Craven's news round. Again, a very common story. Yeah. <laughs> and I moved the dinner table to the side, tried to break dance, tried to crick my neck, did all that. So how was it? Was it like John Craven going, and this is an exciting new yeah. phenomenon? Was no, it like that? Yeah, because you, I think impressions you well. can actually Google John Craven's News Round Hip Hop yeah. and it shows the moment that I saw. Right. And that was it. It was absolutely chaos from that moment because I was trying to dance everywhere. I was trying to break dance. I actually had a birthday party where I break danced in front of my parents for the first time and they, they ran. They thought I was convulsing. <laughs> and um, Shit, tired speaking yeah, in tongues. What yeah, the fuck? Yeah, no, because I'm, 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 spinning, I'm spinning on my back. I'm, yeah. I'm doing stuff. They're like, well, what's going on here? You know, I'm African, African parents. So they're like, huh? What's going on? Huh? No, 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 son, what's going on? So they're, they're worried. And... Um, that moment there, I won a record. I won a record called Break Dance, Book, uh, Break Dance Party. We're gonna dance on the floor. I'm singing it. You don't have to know it. I'll just tell you to no, remember. Keep going. I think yeah. I'll get it in a yeah. second. <laughs> so um, that I won that record, and that was the first time my parents knew that. Okay, what is this? What is this thing that he's doing? And it, it just became a whole bunch of secret moments. Like I, when the Public Enemy album came out, I was very serious. I bought the album. I hold on, hold on, hold on. Was that your first hip-hop album? It, it was not the first hip It was the first hip-hop album. Okay, stop, stop. Go for it. Rack your brains. Give it some thought. What was the first hip-hop album you bought? Yes! <laughs> you see that? It's how smooth. Like, just butter. Smooth. Like butter, mate. Yeah. Didn't even notice the transition. Didn't even notice I interrupted Ty there to... 
No problem. Okay, so carry on with the story. Oh, hold on, hold on, before you carry on. Mm -hmm. Can we have a little bit of sort of, can we have a little bed? Yeah, was that going to be distracting? You might no, start that's... wrapping your questions. Okay. Try no, I've got no rhythm, it. it's fine. Okay, so go on, talk us about it. So I basically <laughs> waited for my parents to come back home. They came, they came oh. back about 6.30. <laughs> One, two. And I... <laughs> Tell it, Ty. And I sat them down. Yeah, sat them down. <laughs> I sat them down. Sat them down. <laughs> and I tried to... Um, sat them down. Sat them, sat them down. Sat them down. <laughs> sat them, sat them down. I sat them down. Remix. <laughs> Keep going. We want to hear the story. <laughs> Come I, can't, on. I can't do this. Come on, Ty. <laughs> I can't do this. Ty. So basically, in a nutshell... In a nutshell. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? There's no ah. music, bro. It's, it's so beautiful. I can't, There's no music. You know what? I absolutely I can't fight with it. Because I'm like, oh... Because oh. my mind, my, the production yeah. mind is like, oh, there's the ad-lib. Yeah. So basically, I basically... I um, sat them down very seriously. Like, okay, look. This is public enemy. This is what they're saying. Blah, blah. And my parents were like, oh... They realized it was a serious moment because they'd never had a moment where I'd asked them to sit down, ever. So I was like, and I was there and we had the, um, the old um, gramophones where it would drop one record at a time. So I had, the needle had to, you had to program the needle to drop down onto the record and I was going through the public enemy records like, look, this, do you understand what he's saying? Da, da, da. And our parents were just like, looking at each other like, our son is, our son, is this our son? <laughs> they just they just kind of let it happen and then it was that was it that was the, they 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 said yes they got it but they didn't get a damn thing did they did they uh eventually get it because obviously you're gonna go on you went on to like start making that music yourself so did they start getting into it at all they you know it's really it's, it's funny like we're all adults here um there's something about when your parents don't believe in what you're doing it really does i know that strong yeah, yeah 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 it's, it's yeah <laughs> And um, my mum came to a, a live show when we, we had um, years ago where the whole place was packed, you know, similar to this, and we rocked the house. And she, after that, she was like, okay, son, I understand that this is your calling. So go and do what you're doing. And my life changed. From when she said that, my life changed. Because I didn't have that burden of have I disappointed my parents yeah and i think we all have moments where you think like oh have i disappointed my parents well some of you may not have that but i had that and from when she said that i could go i i um i my when i started doing stand-up my i didn't i couldn't get enough gigs and my dad ran a pub and he said to me why don't you just do a gig here and you can host it and then it'll give you stage time so i said yeah so i started running this gig at the dad, my dad's pub it's a terrible gig but um, I'd host it, but I didn't have any material. And I remember the first night I did it, I was finished, just managed to get through it. And then I came off stage, and my dad, I'll never forget this. My dad said to me, if you want to do this for a living, you're going to have to step it up. Because... Can you remember real pops? Can you remember the set? Can you remember any of the material? Uh... I remember one of my jokes was uh, one of my favourite things I like to do when it snowed 
is go outside and pretend to white people that are seeing it for the first time. Stick with it. That was like one of my... It's good. That was one of my early... <laughs> bring it back, bring it back. Wow. <laughs> uh, try and get someone to take a photograph or something. That was... Anyway, he didn't like that, the old man. Rest in peace. Um, anyway, so Public Enemy, mm. what's your opinion on... like? So that, what was that album, Nation of Millions? It was a, yeah, Take a Nation of Millions album. Right. I think that's their best album. Yes. And what do you think of the, Do you listen to their stuff now? Um, when I've gone to the gigs, I kind of... It sounds like it's too much going on. But I'm happy for them. Right. <laughs> you know, like, it's like watching your old uncle, like, yeah, go on. Go on, go on. He's still got full mobility, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, really go is on. moving. Go on, go on, son. Get him, get him. So... Um, I'm proud of what they've done, but I, I can honestly say that there's a moment where it kind of didn't, isn't hitting like it's supposed to hit. But I don't think anybody can maintain relevance or, you know, consistency forever. So I understand that. In music, it's difficult, right? Yeah, the music-wise. But their album titles don't help, do they? The new, yeah, the new album what's titles. It the I don't know, oh, I don't, what's it, the new one called? It's... Uh, I don't know, but it, it, it's not it's not sexy in the slightest. I fell off when they came up with like Muse, Sick, and our Mess Age, and I was like, yeah, "Come yeah. on, Chuck, what the fuck are you talking yeah, about?" Do you know what I mean? It doesn't even make sense, bro. Yeah, I lost that. Respect the legend in that, but get a new gag writer. I guess is what I'm saying. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Okay, so uh, next I want to ask you, mm -hmm. what is your favourite hip-hop album? Hey, man, what's your favourite hip-hop album? Cheer. Um, you, you don't have to cheer it every time. Uh, <laughs> I, I realise it's not as exciting anymore. My favourite hip-hop album is the main source, Breaking Atoms album. Three from, people have heard it. From nice. Top, from top to bottom. Yeah. I think that album revolutionised the music sound in hip-hop after Tribe Called Quest, obviously, had come. And, um, yeah, my favourite hip-hop album is... I just can't... I go back to it and I still can't believe how intricate that record is. Okay, here's my question for you. Mm -hmm. So you talked about how your first hip-hop album was Takes a Nation of Millions. Now that is the album that many people will say is the greatest hip-hop album of all time. Mm -hmm. Why are you going for Breaking Atoms over Takes a Nation of Millions? Bearing in mind that you love the album so much. Because I think there was a movement with the main source record and to have two DJs and an MC and they all be producing music. I mean, if anyone, has anyone in here heard that album? 
And so, mm. so you know how intricate like the songs are and it keeps moving. I feel like the main source album was a continuation of what the Public Enemy album was to me. Okay. So I wouldn't, I don't really score albums like one and two. I more score them as absolute, are you affecting me? Do I feel good about this? So that's why I like the record. I think it was the continuation of that level of uh, dedication to the craft that I was appreciating. And what did you go on to listen to after that? Like what sort of made up most of your kind of record buying? Um, after that, I think because I was making music and listening to music, I kind of got into all kinds of music. So I'm, I'm, my record collection is probably more prog rock than hip hop. Okay, this is where he starts getting excited no. now. Because whenever we stop talking about hip hop, <laughs> that's when his dick gets hard. He loves yeah. all that. <laughs> Uh, so you're into prog rock. I'm into prog like what rock. What sort of stuff are we talking about? Because this is we're talking yes, Todd Rundgren. Yeah. We're talking Jeffro Tull. We're talking a lot of stuff that's one-off names. So a lot of a lot of the stuff I actually like the covers and I like the samples or the songs on there rather than the name. I'm not kind of like you won't see me at their concerts, but I will buy their records. But you're buying those records. You're not buying those records to listen to them. You're buying those records to. To take for your own music. I'm buying them for both. So originally I bought records to sample and then after a while you fall in love with the musicians and the music. So um, like I've got two Colin Blundstone albums that I love to death, but I won't sample them. So they're literally like washing up music, Hoover music. And you know, like people are like, how how, you and him, how does that work? And it's just what it is. I, I think when you record hunt, you kind of start to get into the record for the record rather than the sample. Obviously, you want to find if you, you can yeah. find bits to sample and make some money. But at the same time, I, I'm lost in a deep record collection of records. I'm lost in traveling and looking for record shops while I'm traveling. There's two things I look for. If I'm anywhere in the world, I look for charity shops and I look for record shops. And I'm, I'm, I'm in there, like swimwear. I can't <laughs> help it. I'm a hoarder, self-confessed. Hoard, Rubbish. hoard, what, hoard. What about you? What are your, what what, are your well, shops, we, we, your go-to what, shops when you're my, on tour? I don't, when I'm on tour, I don't actually leave the hotel. Ah. <laughs> it's really dark, man. I just sort of watch Netflix and cry. And, and then it's about time to go to the show, and then I go to the show. It's really depressing, my tour existence. I shouldn't have talked about it. I, I, I tell you, one thing that just genuinely, this happened. I was doing a gig in Birmingham and um, I, uh, I decided to go to the cinema to watch Men in Black 3, okay? Um, because I, I wasn't excited by it, but I thought it can't be as bad as 2, right? So I went to watch it, right? And this is a bit of a sad story, but it's not. Martin, some sad music? Yeah, can we put something? This will this be good. Whatever you want, mate. <laughs> this is all staying in the edit, by the way. Oh. Too, too spontaneous? <laughs> it's hard as a DJ. We don't carry too much sad music. Yeah. Okay. It's just you knew... I t- oh, beautiful. <laughs> That's funny. It's yeah. actually it's actually perfect. That's funny. <laughs> Too soon. So I was um So uh just a little up a little, it's a little bit. So um 
I went to watch Men in Black 3. Men in Black 3. I just... Uh, I didn't have any friends in Birmingham, so... No friends. Yeah. So I just thought, I'm going to go watch this film on my own. Boo-hoo. That ad-lib was unacceptable, man. You, you can't... <laughs> unacceptable. <laughs> so, I went, so I went to cinema and I got a... a, a well, I got a large popcorn and uh, I went in to watch a film and I sat down to watch Men in Black 3 and, um, and Men in Black 3, it turns out, is better than Men in Black 2 but also better than Men in Black 2, the rise of fascism. So it, it's not a massive... It, it's not a massive thing to say that it was better. Anyway, what happened was, at the end of that, who's seen Men in Black 3? Right, so you... More people... In this room, I've seen Men in Black 3, then I've heard the main Source album, Breaking Abs. Um, anyway, I, so at the end of it, you find out why K and J ended up, I can't remember which one's which, but you, end, you find out why, because he saw his dad get shot and then he like, takes him under his wing, right? It's good. And anyway, my dad had recently passed away, so I was watching that, and I hadn't sort of been, I'd sort of dealt with my dad's death pretty well, but for some reason, that scene, like, triggered me, right? So, I just started fucking crying, right? So I just sat on my own, crying my eyes out at the end of fucking Men in Black 3. And there's like, other people, like families, just gone out for a nice day. And there's just this fucking loser on his own with a massive popcorn, just sobbing his eyes out. It's the fucking worst, man. But I still prefer that than watching Men in Black 2 again. Yeah. So, there you go. Um, okay, uh, so... A uh, little bit inappropriate. My dad actually died in an explosion. Oh, yeah. So, so, so it's a little bit... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I just... No, I'm just, fuck, I'm just fucking with you. Um... So, do, what, 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 um... <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> I can't lie. But you're enjoying I'm, it. I, I'm you're loving it. it. As an artist, I'm so used to being on stage and being confident. I am <laughs> shitting myself. Why? No. Guys, we're loving Ty, right? Yeah. yeah. And I love you right back, but I'm just telling you, it's so amazing to sit here because you don't know what you're saying. <laughs> so I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, all these years I've been watching stand-up comedy comedians thinking, hmm, I reckon I can do that. Mm -mm. Yeah. I now know. Wow. Welcome to my world. This is it. I'm like, wow, okay. Um, yeah, well, we, I mean, to be honest, mate, we ain't got a fucking clue. There's, there's, many, there's many people, they've been very supportive now, but there's some people that are disappointed. They're, they're, they've not they'll said it, but they're sitting tweeting. there going, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Do that... you think they're already tweeting? I, thought I, I knew it was a podcast live, but I didn't actually expect there to just be a podcast. They're doing a fucking podcast. <laughs> Uh, if you are if you are feeling that way, uh, please do email me at romesh at I couldn't give a fuck dot co dot uk. Yeah, I don't give a shit, mate. Drop a bomb on yeah. that one. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Drop a Bilbo Baggins on that one. Bilbo Baggins. 
You got any fart noises? <sighs> no. Oh, I don't. Right. Okay. okay. Um, what hip hop are you listening? Are you listening to any hip hop now? Um, not really, you know. Really? No, I'm I'm reaching that stage. Actually, tell a lie. I have a radio show, so I do play stuff. Um, but you leave the room while it's on. Only in headphones. Um, Children of Zeus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm loving that. Um, there's an album by an artist called Ravage from Birmingham. It's an amazing album. He just doesn't know how to get it out there. The album's amazing. So I've been playing that in the show. Um, I'm playing music like I'm try the reason why I'm on radio is I'm trying to play music from all different kind of countries and out of London as well. So I'm trying to be a bit more open. So I kind of play all kind of young music that people are making that are kind of following in the footsteps of what I've done, mm -hmm. but I'm trying to give them a platform because I know that when I was coming out as an artist, there was no artists playing your music. It would only be DJs. Right. So I think, you know, just like what happened for me with my mum, her saying, you are good and having that moment, I feel like it's important for um, artists to know that, wow, Ty, this guy is here, actually likes my shit. Okay, maybe I'm doing the right thing. I want to... Trying to, I'm trying to give that platform for other artists. So, does it slight, does it annoy you at all mm. that uh, the UK scene is kind of is big and has blown up but left us behind? Well, no, not that, but like <laughs> that doesn't want us. No, no. Like in terms of like, you know, I, I, I'm a vegan, right? Right. And there's lots of vegan opportunities now. But sometimes I meet a vegan person from, who's been vegan for like 35 years and they tell me that they just lived off dry Weetabix for like, <laughs> for the first 10 years that they were doing it. And you, and you think like they had it hard. Yeah. For you, you are one of the people that sort of paved the way, you know, you know, like you were doing UK hip hop when it was difficult, really difficult to do UK hip hop. Mm -hmm. And now the scene has sort of expanded and exploded. Does that, does that piss you off or you celebrate it or is it? No, it doesn't, it doesn't piss me off at all. I think that um, the younger generation doing what they're doing is great. I think that there's room for all of us, but um, what pisses me off now that you touched it is- Don't, I don't say live podcast. No, no, no. <laughs> What pisses me off is the idea that um, the music industry fosters, uh, well, fosters an energy in young people to be, f to be like, fuck you to the older ones. That pisses me off. I don't, I don't mind the success. I'm just, I don't like the fact that a lot of the young grime artists or trap artists or whatever feel like they don't need to uh, listen to or reference other styles of music. I feel like the music industry makes them feel that way. And I, I wish that didn't happen because... It's yeah. interesting you say that because almost that's almost the direct opposite of what because we had Doc Brown on and it's almost the direct opposite of what he said because he was sort of like his attitude was like that these young people coming through part of like coming through as a young person is to be like fuck what's come before me right. I'm changing it up and so he felt that young, young new artists coming up shouldn't have to listen to but. The counter argument to that is, I guess, is that in other forms of music, mm -hmm. when you listen to a new rock band, like when a new rock group come out, they always say that they've listened to all the greats and that they're fans of all the greats in a way that we're not seeing right. in hip hop. So you're, what do you, are you saying that you think young artists have a duty to listen to what's come before? No, they don't have a duty. It's just this. There's a relationship between um, family members 
and then the music situation. So imagine them two, these, these two as alter, uh, two different metaphors. You're raised to understand that your older brother or sister or your uncle are there. They exist. Whether you do what you do, you'll always have an older brother and uncle and you have that relationship. What we're teaching people in music who are, which is another family, is you don't have to pay attention to your uncle, your auntie, your older brother at all. And I feel that that's dangerous for young people because the music industry doesn't care about you. So the music industry only wants to make money from you. It's not going to teach you how to save for your pension and all those sort of things. It's just wants to, it just wants to fuck you. So, excuse my language. That's all right in the podcast, isn't dude, it? You said plenty of stuff. Listen, dude, all yeah, we've, I'm all, sure I'd be plenty. So, my whole act is swearing. That's all I've got. So, and I, I think like most people in this room have had moments where your older family have dropped gems that have helped you where you're like, oh, I was going to go down this road and they've helped you go that way. And I think that that's important. And I feel in the music industry, we're stripping that away. So we're like, yeah, they don't have to listen. But guess what? You're going to be old in five years. <laughs> so don't be saying fuck, 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 fuck everyone else. And then you turn old and you still want to be here. Remember your attitude. So it's not about respecting the elders. I just think like we, Diana Ross doesn't have this problem. Robert De Niro doesn't have this problem. People respect him and her because of what they've done. And I feel like we should be trying to foster that energy in regards to uh, people that are making music. For some reason in hip hop music, which is quite throwaway, there's this kind of like, yeah, you got to freestyle like this, you got to do like that, you got to wear your pants like this, and when you rap, don't rap, just spit. That's it. And I'm like, I'm kind of getting a vibe where we're kind of dressing up this vibe as if it's throwaway. But then if I say ballet, before I say opera, you automatically know that no one is going to be suggesting that you get rid of opera or ballet or treat it a certain way. And I'm saying maybe we need to start talking about this culture, this music, in a better, in a more uh, positive light. Yeah. Awful. Yeah, artful. Thank you. That's, yeah. that's that's exactly what I mean. Thank you. Can I just can I just say something? Yeah. If only nine of you are going to clap, don't fucking bother. Okay. <laughs> it sounds. Let's it's just insane. Just go, if it, somebody next to you, just go with it, all right? Because now, we're going to have to cut that out. It sounded like, it's crap. <laughs> we could try again. Huh? We could try it again. What do you mean, try what again? Try it again. I can't say all that again. Drop a bomb on him. Oi, oi, oi. No, hold on. Look how many clubs that got. What the fuck are you playing at, man? When I say it, it's 20, 25 minutes before you drop it. He says you're straight in there, you prick. What's going on? That's Martin. Yeah. Uh, okay, so the next question I want to ask you is, uh, mm -hmm. what are your hip-hop gripes? Hip-hop gripes? Hold on, wait. Oh, sting. oh sorry. Oh, man. Hip-hop gripes. I just think, I think the Stings thing was a mistake. Can I say it now? That's all right. Uh, hip-hop gripes, have you got any problems with hip-hop? Is there anything about hip-hop you don't um, like? Hip-hop gripes. Um, are we talking about hip-hop or are we talking about rap music? Uh, you interpret the question however you want. Drop a bomb on that one! <laughs> Sorry, God. Off the top of my head, I just wish it was more balanced. In I wish way? there was more variety. Okay. I think that hip-hop culture needs to have more hip-hop people involved on the top level. 
to make it spicy, to keep it fresh. It's a little bit corporate. People that absolutely wouldn't dance to anything deciding what is playlisted on radio. And it's like, come on, that's not it. Are you getting the radio play that you want now? Uh, at the moment, uh, Radio B, uh, BBC Six has playlisted, B-listed, uh, and it's a beautiful thing. I'm literally, imagine you work on a piece of music, you don't know if anybody wants you around. In three weeks, you're just seeing all of this feedback, and it's just like, whoa. I, I don't know how to feel. As in, I'm excited. But I, I, and I'm, I'm thankful and I'm loving it, but I'm, 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 it's taken so long. So I'm loving what's happening right now, but I'm, I'm still at the same time, I'm like, hmm, is this going to disappear tomorrow? What, uh, when you say you get feedback, what does mm. that mean? Are you checking Twitter all the time? Isn't it? Twitter all the time, yeah. social media, and also I don't have radio in my house, so people tell me they're hearing the music. Right. So I'm, I'm literally, I know something's happening when I'm walking down the street and I start getting stranger looks. And it's not because I did anything. It's I'm getting looks like that's that guy, but I'm not going to say hello. And I'm getting that more this month. So I'm like, okay. Oh so really? I'm, yeah, I'm getting it. I I I feel that when I'm a rap, when I'm traveling around, I can cut. You can kind of sense when people recognize you but don't want to say hello. And UK, we're kind of like that. We're kind of we're not. You know, if you're in a if you're in a different country, sometimes people are like, hey, I love your record. People are like, what's up? You all right? I got um, a girl set come up to me and asked to have my, her photo taken with me. I said, of course. And she says, my friends aren't going to believe that I had my photo taken with Rajesh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. And that's a, it's a beautiful, warm feeling. Ramesh, you can't do you, pay for do that. Do you ever get people come up to you talk about the podcast specifically? Yes. I did actually. It happened to me the other day. Go on. I went to watch Hamilton. Ah, ah the play. Has yes. anyone here seen Hamilton? Right, it's because I, I, I took my wife to see Hamilton as like a surprise anniversary thing because I'm a great husband, mm -hmm. right? And, Did you uh, pay for the tickets? Pardon? Did you pay for the tickets? So I took my wife. <laughs> so, no, yes, I paid for the tickets. You, someone said no, I think that might be your agent. Pardon? I did, pay for, I did pay for the tickets. So anyway, we went to watch Hamilton and uh, we went to watch it because I thought she would like it. Mm. Uh, have you, who's seen it here? Did you like, Matt, did you like it? Yeah, I did. Yeah, okay, that was good. Uh, <laughs> I don't good know what I up. thought, what else I thought I was going to get. I asked a closed question. Keep going. I don't Keep know, going. this crowd stuff's not going. Anybody else watch it? What's it about? What's it about? Lewis Hamilton. He definitely... It's about Lewis Hamilton. It's like a rap musical about Lewis Hamilton and his quest to try and find some charisma. That's... that's... <laughs> And, uh, spoiler alert, he don't find it. That's <laughs> it's about Alexander Hamilton, one of the founding fathers. Lewis's and brother. Pardon? Lewis's brother. Yes, Lewis Hamilton is a lot older than he looks. Um, yeah, but anyway, I don't know why the fuck. It, it was really good. Hamilton's good. Go and watch it. But somebody came up to me before the thing and said, just wanted to say, I love the podcast. Lovely. And in, so in answer to your question, yes. It has happened once. Great. I've had nothing. Nothing? No. Well, nobody knows what you look like, mate. So after today, it'll be different. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. Is anybody sort of warm to Rumash? Do you feel like you know him? At it's very... That's a no. That's a massive... I like him. You like him? What do you like about him? 
He's nice, he's friendly. He said hello to me. I'm losing them. Um, okay, uh, we're almost out of time here. Uh, what do you want to... Well, uh, should we let Rumaj ask a question? Go on then, Rumaj. Uh, Ty. Yes, sir. Is it true that Don Cheadle based his character on Ocean's Eleven on you? Yes, it is. Good night. Yeah. Go on. Should, this... should I explain the story? Yes. Yeah, yeah, please. Okay. No, no, I think we'll, we're sorted. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, no, no, go, go, go. <laughs> Let's leave it there. I, I think just we, can't. I think, all, I just can't. I think we've got all the pertinent information. Let's just move I on. I understand my position in life right now. No stand-up comedy for no, me. No, no, go on, I go can't on, keep go up. Go on, go on. Um, Don Cheadle, um, he basically asked for, give him five CDs of UK rappers and he had Roots Maneuver, myself, Black Twang and some other people. And my, the particular album cover that he, he saw of mine was the Upwards album cover where I'm wearing a polo neck. And he was like, that guy, I want that guy to make some music. So he got, he got me on the phone. I came off tour, did the music and it was for Ocean, uh, Ocean 12. So Ocean 11 obviously was a big film. I didn't know Ocean 12 was going to be a flop, but... <laughs> Do you I feel responsible for that in any I way? I feel <laughs> partly, yeah. partly, but the, the, um, the actual character, Bashatar, yeah. if you see him in Ocean 11, you see how he's dressed, and then you see him in Ocean 12, you see the polo neck, you see the sideburns exactly the same. It, oh wasn't, it, was, it wasn't that before. So he, he modelled it on the character of Ty on Upwards. But why didn't he work on the accent? <laughs> And you know what's so funny is he called me yeah. to do a song that he was supposed to do. So the scene where um, Andy Garcia catches in, in the um, studio, yeah. it's supposed to be um, Don Cheadle rapping my lyrics. Right. So, what I did, so, what, so I mocked up some lyrics, sent it over to him. He's like, oh, I can't do that. Well, how excited were you at this? All? I mean, weren't you losing I was shit? kind of excited. It was the biggest paycheck I've ever seen. Right. And I was gassed. I was yeah. really gassed. Like, you know, like I got Don Cheadle on, on my phone. And let me tell you, as soon as I'd done the song and said it, I could not contact him again. <laughs> that was it. Bye, fucker. Sorry, really? boy. Up. Yeah. That, that accent, Don Cheadle's accent, it's unbelievable, isn't it? You got to do the, blow the thing up, you know, <laughs> mate. <laughs> <laughs> How are we going to break into this fucking casino there? I've got no fucking idea what's going on. Fucking, I know. It's so bad, man. That was a good question. Well done. How did you know that information? My friend Elliot knows you. He seeded it. Sinister, isn't it? Elliot? Elliot Jack. Elliot Jack is my former manager. Oh, yeah, he would know. This, this is sort of backstage I like chat. that, I like that, I like that. No, no, Love go him. on. Why have you been fucking asking his former manager questions about him, Roman? <laughs> no, let's get some shit on He's a friend. He's a, right, a good friend, he's a good friend. Yeah, all right, sweet. Have you got any more questions? No, I'm good. Um, has anyone in the audience got any questions? What do you think of live hip-hop? What do I think of live hip-hop? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on a sec, Ty. Hold on a sec, Ty. Just bear he's with me one second. Some. When I ask... The audience, if they, don't ask one of the questions I fucking ask on the podcast. I'm not asking you to ask a question because I've lost my voice, dickhead. I'm asking you in case you've got some fucking insight. Ty, what do you think of live hip-hop? It's <laughs> a good one, mate. I forgot. To yeah. Thank you very much, um, bro. I appreciate it. Nice one. 
I think that um, live hip hop with live musicians and bands is, is just next level. I enjoy it. Yeah. I really, I like to see it. I, f- I think live hip hop with the turntable and DJ is beautiful. And like, I enjoy both. Right. I'm bringing the live band thing back. Why? Isn't that expensive? It is bloody expensive. And it nearly, it nearly broke me. I'm still a fan of people performing live. So I think right. there's, there's good things happening. And there's some dryness happening that needs to kind of shake itself, really. Okay. So I'm, I, I think live hip hop um, also depends on the audience. So do we have shit audiences as well? Uh, exactly. GBC. <laughs> yeah, we do have shit audiences. <laughs> I just load up, I lost a whole bunch of CD sales just then. Um, okay, well, we're almost out of time here. Yeah. Uh, Ty, can you tell us? So, your album, can you tell us all about the album and anything else you want to plug? It's plug time. Hold plug on. One, plug two. Guest plugs for you. The last fucking item he pulls out <laughs> his ass. The last thing of the whole thing finally does it in time, you fucking wanker. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Ty, go ahead. The new album is called A Work of Heart, as in a play on words on work of art. It's, re- it's released on Jazz Refresh Records. Jazz Refresh is a jazz label, and uh, jazz and progressive music, and it's a partnership. And um, I'm really excited about this new album. I really want you to hear it, even if you don't buy it. I think it's some of my greatest work. Um, well, that's what, this is what PR person's telling me, actually. I don't think that. And I'm really proud, and I'm really looking forward <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know when you say something like, no, I don't think that. <laughs> I read that. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Amazing, amazing. Yeah, so um it's I'm the really, best thing you've ever done. Yeah. I think it's I think it's um I think you're gonna enjoy it and I think it's it's just bringing back some integrity to hip hop because it's got a little bit distant, a little bit kind of disconnected and I'm trying to bring that back and I'm also trying to come back to start performing more and, and, and anyone that's ever seen me perform knows that I, I try and give it 100%. So, oh, you're not supposed to make more noise than that. I try and give it more. <laughs> and um, I'm just so happy to be back. I've been in my house, bored. <laughs> been in my house, bored, making beats, masturbating. Drop a Bilbo Baggins on the wank, man. <laughs> Pull up, Baggins! Oh, yeah. <laughs> exhausting. It's exhausting. <laughs> oh, my Today God. Today has been amazing. Uh... Okay, listen, uh, Ty, you've been an amazing guest, man, and you're... uh, So listen, um, please, can you do me the honour of, first of all, giving it up for Martin Too Smooth has been doing the... Disrespectful, but he's come and done it, so well done to him. And please, can you give it up, go wild and go crazy for our fantastic guest, Ty! We will see you very, very shortly. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Good night.
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 